and welcome to the Heat Check Podcast, the Miami Herald's Miami Heat Podcast. I'm David Wilson, and I'm joined, as always, on the other line by Anthony Chang, our Heat beat writer at the Herald. What's going on, Anthony? Uh, nothing much, David. Just finished reading 100. Yeah, did, got some light reading done last night yeah. and this morning. Yeah, it was nice just to relax and, you know, read 113 page of rules. That yeah, fun. that's like the great Gatsby, right? Like, isn't that like 110 pages? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> Lord of the Flies, like <laughs> it felt like it for sure. It's, yeah, it was a, it was definitely a very information intensive document. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when when's the last time you read like? Because you know, I'm thinking of like in in high school and college, like when you like, because it's almost like a textbook, right? It's like that. It's informational right. writing. When's the last time you read like a hundred consecutive pages of something that wasn't like a novel or like a nonfiction book? In one sitting? Yeah, like like college. I don't, I I don't even know if in college. I don't think I ever read like a hundred pages of a textbook at once. Yeah, I, I I guess it would have to be college, but I don't even know if I did that at once. Like did that many pages at once? Like, yeah, that was a, it was pretty new for. And to be fair, I kind of skimmed through some of it. It's um, the same way you do a textbook, though, right? Like you you're not reading yeah. every word of a textbook. I guess that's what it's like to being a lawyer, right? Like, that's what lawyers do. I don't don't know if this is still a thing. Maybe I'm showing my age here, but um, I wish there was SparkNotes for this document. That that would have been good. I think SparkNotes still exists. If anybody does not know, uh, it has to still exist. It summarizes it for you, like, in a few paragraphs, and you're good to go for the pop quiz in school. Yeah, you get the themes. It gives you the themes. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. There was no SparkNotes for this, so you kind of had to do the the work yourself. Yeah. um, Yeah, it was definitely... um, you know, you learn a lot. You kind of realize how difficult it is going to be to pull off. Um, how much work the NBA and the Players Association have put into this. Like they've thought about everything. So um, right, it kind of bucks against like it's something we have like talked about a couple times on here. Just like them, they they did all this behind the scenes, and like sometimes it could feel like they didn't have a plan because they weren't leaking stuff out in the same way baseball was early on. Obviously, they have less of a plan than anyone. They weren't announcing things in the same way that the NHL did a couple of weeks ahead of the NBA, but they obviously like were working out a lot of details, and and they've been working all along. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, you, just by like, I was joking with somebody in the league today. I'm like, I'm so, like, we were we've been saying like, what's taking so long? What's taking so long? And I, today I texted them and I'm like, I'm surprised it didn't take you guys longer. Like, <laughs> this is. This is crazy. I mean, they've. I mean, I know it's been out there, but like, this one interesting detail is the card games. Like, they're gonna have. They basically in the in the manual it says there will be enough decks of cards that after each game or after each sitting of you know uh, uh, playing cards, the the deck can be thrown away, just to avoid the risk of any um, germs spreading to the next person who touches those cards. So. Just little details like that to play to card games. I mean, it's like every little thing is in there. So, um, kudos to the NBA. But uh, I, I'm really interested to see how players, coaches, staff uh, live under these very tight restrictions. Yeah, yeah business is booming for uh, Bicycle, the the card company. Oh my God! Yeah, this is they're the real winners. <laughs> <for all this. Um, All right, so last week we talked about how it kind of felt like we were in a little bit of a holding pattern with things after kind of two weeks ago, I think, was all the announcements or or the reports at least. Um, You know, the the 
owners, the commissioner, the the players' union, executive committee, I guess that's important to clarify, basically all had this plan in place two weeks ago. Last week when we talked uh, last Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday, I don't remember when we recorded, um, but we were nothing had really kind of developed. And then pretty much in the 48 hours after we yeah. posted, like, all hell kind of broke loose for lack of a better expression, basically, you know, uh, the questions, you know, we kind of knew the questions were going to pop up and they all popped up kind of at once. And every different angle of question popped up from the, uh, social justice side of it, which is, seems like was the Kyrie Irving sort of faction of concerns, uh, about returning to play. Is it worth returning to play as these protests are still raging across the country and, um, you know, Obviously, not as much is getting done on a legislative level as a lot of players and activists would like. There are obviously the coronavirus slash bubble concerns. Do you really want to go there and spend two months plus away from your family um, and living in relative isolation in Disney World in this like bizarro uh, hellscape that <laughs> has been developed for these guys? Um, and then there was also, uh, you know, Bam Adebayo is, is part of this sort of faction of the the younger players who are coming up on potentially extensions in the next year or two who are worried about, you know, having this long layoff and, and the injury concerns and what are, what's the NBA going to do in terms of insurance to uh, kind of prop these guys up and, and give them a little bit of security. Um do you want to start with any of those three in particular? It seems like the, the Kyrie Irving was – that was Friday night, I think. Yeah. And that was kind of the first time it felt like um, maybe this doesn't happen. Which I, I should yeah. say it kind of feels like it's pivoted back where it does feel like it's going to happen now. Um, I, you know, it seems like Adam Silver is kind of saying all the right things and, and the players who are kind of in that Kyrie wing um, – it seems like are, are kind of trying to work with the NBA to, to find a way to continue the, the social justice activism from beautiful Lake Buena Vista. Um, but that was kind of the first time it felt like maybe this wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Look, and, and yeah, I mean, to, to, to discuss the Kyrie Irving thing, I mean, he, he did receive criticism, you know, from certain people uh, in the media. Uh, I think ESPN wrote a story of like, headline was Kyrie Irving, the disruptor. Yeah, and like he was on board this entire time. He's on the board of the player association, um, and he's you know he hasn't I guess raised too many concerns, and then kind of unexpectedly out of nowhere, he's leading this revolt against the league's plan. And kind of people were taken by surprise. Um, but look, I, I kind of I you know, and I get that I get that argument, and I get why people would criticize him for that. But I also understand the other side. Like he's trying to. I mean, it'd be weird if no players didn't have concerns about this. Not, I mean, not only, I mean, and this is a big deal, but not only because of the protests and it might distract from what's going on around the country, but you read all these rules, you read all these restrictions, and it's like, if I was a player, I'd be concerned. I'd be like, I mean, I'd find a way to do it, but I would at least want to have a conversation and say, look, is this worth it? Like, what are we getting out of this? Is this really realistic to pull off? Is this sustainable for two, three months, sometimes maybe four months? Mm -hmm. um, to do I, I think it's an important conversation to have um and i don't think Kyrie's wrong for kind of giving a voice to that you know where maybe some players felt like they couldn't speak up because everyone was on board and 
it was unanimously passed with owners and basically the players association, like everyone voted yes for it. It's giving a voice to those guys who say, wait a second, like we let's, let's take a step back and think about this. And, and I get that. Yeah. Um, from, from agents that I've talked to and from people I've talked to around the league, nobody's, <laughs> nobody's ecstatic about this plan. Like, obviously it's not ideal. Like there's a lot of issues with it. There's a lot of, it's not perfect by any means. Um, the number one goal is to keep people safe, but players are concerned. Like they're not going to be able to, they're not going to be able to see family or friends for two months. They're basically going to be living in isolation with all these guidelines um, and be expected to play at a high level. You know, playoff games are, are what eight games and then straight into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like there's injury concerns. Um, and these guys are humans. Like they're not robots. Like there's guys who have, uh, expectant wives or girlfriends like that are about to give birth to a baby. There's some that have family members to attend to. Um, they have lives. Um, and to ask a person, no matter how much money they're making, to be away from home and be living in a bubble without leaving, pretty much, unless there's like a huge emergency, to be doing that for two or three months, that's a lot to ask. Um, so I, I understand all of it. Yeah. Yeah, I guess starting with the Kyrie side of it, um, yeah, obviously as that phone call was happening last night, someone was sort of leaking details. I think it was mostly Shams was tweeting quotes from the uh, the what two hundred player Zoom call. I think they had right. Um, hundred. I think it was like close to a hundred. A hundred. Okay. Um, and you know, I'm not a Kyrie fan. I, I think a lot of people are sort of in the same faction as. Uh, me and with regards to Kyrie, where you know it goes back, you know to kind of the flat Earth stuff and right. the you know kind of blowing up Boston, um, you know with with some of it, you know he's just always uh, he's a he's a disruptor. Like that, it's not just Kyrie the disruptor today; it's Kyrie the disruptor forever. And I think that you know you saw a lot of people kind of making fun of him, what he was saying during um, you know the quotes that were kind of leaking out. Um, and you know, he just always kind of felt like a guy who's talks a lot without saying much, like doesn't, you know, kind of speaks before thinking to a degree. And that was kind of my, my thoughts as I was reading them initially. Then you see though, a guy like Steven Jackson kind of come out. Um, and we, we talked about him a few weeks ago and just how he has been such a important leader among during these George Floyd protests. Um, and the fact that he has like, you know, he's just a guy who I think is a little bit more thoughtful on these issues. Um, you know, Kyrie, you always worry, is there an ulterior motive there? And, and of course he's not, he's injured. He's not going to be playing in Orlando anyway, but that kind of like made me think a little bit more like maybe, maybe I'm not thinking about this in the right way. Um, but ultimately it seemed, like I said, it seems like the NBA is kind of working. I think Avery Bradley is pretty active now in that camp also. Um, They're kind of. It seems like they're going to try to work something out to um, be able to kind of participate in this activism uh, from, like I said, from beautiful Lake Buena Vista. Um, and of course, we also don't know what this is. You know, they're not supposed to start playing for two months. Like the yeah, this yeah, this world time. could look totally different. Like that. That's another challenge there. Um, yeah. I, to, to, real quick, um, before you move on to your next point, I, yeah, like from everyone I've talked to. I think most people believe that they can, like or that environment, playing games and that on that platform, like it'll ampl- amplify their voices. You know, on this topic, um, I think they they believe they could do a lot in Orlando, 
Um, you know, obviously there's some players like Kyrie who think it could be a distraction, but I think the number one thing you, you hear, like when you talk to different people, is they have to be united one way or the other. Like if they're going to Orlando, and it looks like they are, obviously, the players that are going, right? they want to have a plan. And they need to, I mean, I think that's still kind of being formulated, but they want to come up with a plan. Like there's been, I mean, I'll throw out some some things I've heard, like, I don't know if they, I don't know if the NBA would allow this, but some things I've heard are, you know, in media interviews, like basically talking very little about basketball and like every question, just discussing kind of what's going on in the country, mm-hmm. like, you know, using that, using that opportunity to kind of, uh, have their voices heard. Obviously there's the shirt, you know, they've worn shirts before the, I can't breathe shirts. Right. Um, there's other, there's, uh, there's other ideas of maybe campaigning for, for local candidates, like in their certain markets, like mm-hmm. wearing shirts or different campaign materials, like kind of getting behind those and, 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 and supporting, you know, those people that they want to see, uh, in office, like just different stuff like that. Like, I think the NBA is known for being creative and I think you're going to see that in Orlando. Like there's going to, I don't know what it's going to be yet, but there's going to be some type of, uh, united plan among the players and probably coaches too. I, I would, I would imagine teams are going to be a part of this as well. Yeah. You're going to see them really use that platform to express how they feel and how much you know they they want to they want to make a change in the country. Yeah, it's sort of interesting. We talked about this when the like plan started leaking out, um, like ahead of the, all the votes two weeks ago or whatever it was. The timing just kind of felt weird because it was basically a week into these protests, and it just you know kind of felt like. Um, I don't know, tone deaf to a degree. Just, you know, it wasn't it wasn't what anyone was caring about at that point. And they were just putting this plan out. And I think clearly, like, you know, like we said, the world changed so fast. Um, but, you know, the, this, these proposals were kind of already in place before um, this movement really began. Um, and so, you know, they, it's just another way they're going to have to adjust on the fly. Um, and, you know, like you said, the NBA is, is creative and, you know, player power is is greater than ever so those guys are going to have a voice to be able to do something and you know maybe some guys will not want to go because of it because they're out there protesting um every weekend but frankly that's not the biggest group of players like you know particularly the star guys you know i think i saw like steph and clay were out there at one point but for the most part the star guys can't go out to those because they're just you know they're celebrities it's you get kind of mobbed if you're not out there doing like like what UD did, where you're like kind of brought out as a speaker, like, and you and you can kind of do some of that stuff, like you said, from Orlando. So I think they're gonna be able to figure that side of it out, and it seems like they're already kind of moving toward that. Um, as far as the bubble stuff, um, that was always gonna be weird, like you said, it's it's not ideal, but that had to, I mean, people had to understand that, and if if players thought it was going to be some ideal situation, like they were lying to themselves. Yeah. No one's in an ideal situation right now. No one in the entire world. You know, we're working from home. Um, you know, businesses have obviously closed. Like, businesses have taken, you know, people have to wear masks in their offices when they're back in the office. Like, you know, grocery stores can only have a certain amount of people in it at a time. Like, everyone has to make adjustments. And obviously theirs is pretty extreme um, that they're going to be right. isolated away from family for, for two plus months. Um but like it's you know, and for some people, even your big contract isn't going to be worth that. But you know, they're also getting paid a lot more than a lot of other people who are uh, having to do you know having to adjust to life. Maybe not in as an extreme a way, but 
you know, everyone's adjusting. And, and if you want the league to go on, that's the nature of sports is you have, you know, you travel a lot during the regular season, you travel a lot during the postseason. Um, so they're a little bit more used to it, obviously, than the average human being. Um, but also like, you know, it's, you can't play sports remotely. Like we knew that you, you they were going to have to do something bizarre and um, it's bizarre. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. It's definitely bizarre. What are, what are some of your favorite details? You mentioned the cards. Any other favorite yeah. details from the uh, 113 pages you read? And you can read Anthony's summary um, of kind of what stands out. Uh, he's got a story up on uh, MiamiHerald.com. Uh, it's, a, it's, it's for lack of a better term, and we'll bring this for, full circle here. Is uh, It's a SparkNotes version of... Yeah, uh, there we go. That's exactly. <laughs> you are SparkNotes. Right, there you go. So, um, yeah, I mean... Look, there's a lot of interesting, quirky details in here. I kind of focus on um, the important ones, right. you know. Um, but but there are if you if you <laughs> you have a chance to read the document somehow, like there's some interesting details that'll make you like kind of smile and be like, huh? Like that's that's weird. Uh-huh. But uh, but I but like you know I think the biggest ones are uh, you know players are going to be and this has been out there, but players are going to be required to return to the team's market. Uh, by mo- by Monday, so less than a week, and then mandatory testing begins Tuesday. Um, so that's going to start here within a week. Um, and in- individual workouts are going to continue, which is kind of surprising to me. I'm kind of going in chronological order here, but mm-hmm. it's for me, I thought there would be, before teams arrive in Orlando, I thought there would be a period where teams would be allowed to conduct group workouts somehow, but there's not. Uh, group workouts don't begin until team get to Orlando, which is like in between basically July 9 and July 11. So that's pretty late. Like when you think about that, like team's first group workout after four months off is going to be July 9, July 11, like three weeks before the first game of the season. Yeah. That's crazy. Like there's group workouts all off season right. really, for teams. Like guys can go into the, guys can go into the facility whenever they want and get a, a five on five game in, um, you know, in the middle of the summer. And you can't do that right now, um, so that's that to me was a little surprising. I don't know how. Did, I think it, I thought there was going to be some uh, that was going to be off a little earlier. But anyway, once teams get get to the Disney campus, they need to players, team staff, and do quarantine in their hotel rooms for basically at least two days. Mm-hmm. Um, can't leave their hotel room. Um, you get there. I assume that's going to be they show up, get tested, and they just kind of want yeah. them to. You know, sure. as the as they make sure the tests are all everyone comes through clean, um, they gotta don't want to infect anyone before you know what how the test comes back. Yeah, so I mean that's that's a big that's obviously a big one because you know everybody's gonna have to go through that two days mm-hmm. of basically lock up in your hotel room, and then from there, kind of basketball starts. Group workouts can begin once kind of teams go through that quarantine period. You know, then you have the three scrimmages in, in late July and. Um, and, and games are going to be interesting. Like they, you kind of got a picture of how games will look uh, in the manual. And basically, team benches are going to be two rows. 
the first row is going to include uh, players and coaches. Those players and coaches in the first row aren't going to be required to wear a mask. Uh, the second row is going to be include other players and coaches, and those will be required to wear a mask at all times, pretty mm-hmm. much, except for a few players that might need to sit in the second row um, that are active, but there's just no room for them in the first row. Right. So m- most players in that second row, most coaches in that second row will need to wear a mask. Uh, referees won't, but basically, like, the scorer's table, the in-arena staff, almost everybody else in the arena will need to be wearing masks, um, which is not surprising, but it just right. it's in a weird image. Like, we've kind of seen it in the Korean Baseball League when you watch games on ESPN, you see it in different... Yeah, I was just out at NASCAR on Sunday. Um, you know, they hosted the race at Homestead uh, with a thousand fans there, and yeah, that was the, kind of the standard there. Everyone you saw was wearing masks. Even, I mean, even the drivers, like, as they're kind of getting ready to get in their car, like, they're walking around the pit and stuff, they're in masks. Like, that's just how just it works. Enormous. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, something, I mean, this is a big one to me because, look, I, I know we've been in quarantine now for, we're supposed to be in quarantine now for, like, the past three months, and we're not supposed to really be out too much, but we still have the freedom to do it if we want. Right. Um, players are really not going to be allowed to leave the bubble. I mean, they can leave the bubble, but if they leave the bubble, uh, they're gonna they're basically gonna be out of, basically be forced to quarantine once they return for at least ten days. Mm-hmm. Which ten days when the playoffs are going on, that's like almost the entire series. So yeah, they're saying, look, no one's gonna be stopped from leaving the bubble if they need to, um, but you're gonna face the consequences and you're gonna be forced to quarantine in. Uh, you know, somewhere on campus for 10 days and your, your pay is going to be docked um, during that time for games you've missed. So they really, you know, guys are going to be, for, they're going to be basically stuck there. Yeah. Like, and, and yeah, I mean, there's, the NBA is trying to make it obviously as livable as possible. There's going to be, um, you know, daily entertainment. There's going to be a players only lounge with a 2K and, you know, ping pong and card games and, outdoor activities and you know all that kind of stuff uh maybe you can ride the rides well i don't know about that i I mean i I haven't read too much about that i did read somewhere there's gonna be like certain tours i think they discussed they've discussed it i don't know if it was in the 113 pages you read but i think it was mentioned like maybe blocking out certain parks for certain hours i guess yeah i guess that's possible but yeah it's just that restrictive nature like that's a for a human being like that's just a lot to me I, I, like I'm putting myself in their shoes and yeah. so there's ways to do it, but it's just, you know, I, I don't blame guys if they're like, I don't know if this is for me. I just, I don't know if I could do this. You know, I think like COVID wise, like most guys will be good. Like they're taking a lot of precaution to be testing almost, you know, every day or every other day, there's going to be temperature checks every day, symptom checks every day. So they should be able to detect if someone has it quickly and kind of contain it. But my worry is mental health. Mental health is big for for a lot of guys. Like this is a young man's sport, and um, to basically have guys isolated like that, it's a lot to ask for that length of time. So my biggest concern with all this is just mental health. Yeah. Are you a Disney World guy? Uh, I I mean, I, as a kid, I haven't gone in so long. Right. Because I feel like in Florida there are some people that go like every summer and have like the I annual pass to, or whatever. I used to be that. When I was growing up, I used to go like at least once a year, maybe sometimes twice a year. I haven't gone in a while just because as you get older and like, uh, you know, until you have kids, like you don't go as much. Right. But I, I do love Disney. I also, I mean, I'll, I'll, I won't 
I'll also say I love Universal too. Like I'm, I'm also a big fan of Universal. I'm not one to be like, oh, Disney's much better than Universal. Like I like both. Um, yeah. Almost equally. Like I think they each serve their own purpose. I went to Universal a couple years ago when they opened the Harry Potter stuff. It was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean it's not bad, right? I mean, yeah. and I like the City Walk area of, of Universal, like the all the restaurants and movie theater and and all the like different lounges and, and activities to do. You know, and kind of before you enter the theme parks, like it's. I, I like it. I'm not, I'm a, I'm a fan of Universal Islands of Adventure. Yeah. I just love the idea of like them going to like character breakfasts at their right. hotels. Cause what they're staying in Disney <laughs> hotels. Well, I think it's all, it's like Yacht Club, yeah. Floridian, and um, I don't remember the other one. It's the one the Heater's staying in is the third one. The Grand Destino Tower. Grand Destino. Yeah. The Heater's staying there. They'll have their Mickey Mouse pancakes every morning and. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna. I mean, it's gonna be like really like a social experiment. Like, yeah, like, it is. Staying in a hotel with the Bucks, the Lakers, the Raptors, the Clippers, the Celtics, the Nuggets, and the Jazz. I know there's been a lot of jokes about Giannis being in the same hotel with the Heat, <laughs> and obviously there's a connection with LeBron. And, you know, Deion Waiter is gonna be in that hotel as well. So there's gonna be a lot of interesting rides, I think, with you know between guys in, in hotels. But um, but yeah, I mean, I think for the first like two weeks, I think through July 21. Um, teams can only interact with players and coaches and staff from the teams in their hotel. Like you can't mm-hmm. mingle with other right. teams in one of the other hotels. So it's just, it's a lot. And yeah. I, I, players are really going to have to go through these 113 pages. Coaches are going to have to read all this stuff. I know there's going to be like inf- and training sessions to kind of uh, disperse information, maybe in a better way for guys. So they kind of understand all these rules. Um, there's gonna. I know some players on on the social media have had fun with the fact that there's gonna be an anonymous hotline. Yeah. For people for breaking <laughs> rules, which is gonna be interesting. Like this is gonna be super interesting. Like aside from the games, aside from the practices, aside from basketball, it's just gonna be an interesting like daily social experiment. It sounds like summer camp, or like if you go on a cruise and they have like all the activities for you when you're on a cruise, like. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, I love cruises, right? We, I think we all love, not everybody, but I love, I love going on a cruise. And, but honestly, usually after a week, I'm like, okay, I'm good. Yeah, I'm exactly. Ready. It's like I can only see a magician so many nights. Yeah, exactly. Like, now I'll do that for two or three months, and yeah, I, I just again, I, I, I know this is what the NBA has to do. I'm not criticizing the NBA. I think they've done a good job in kind of creating as safe as possible of an environment. But there's no way around it. Like, it's just it's going to be tough. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. I, players have until next week, I think June 24, which is Wednesday, yeah. a week today that we're, we're recording this, to kind of say, look, I'm opting out. Yeah. Um, how many players will do that? Uh, that's to be determined. But I would, from people I've talked to, they're like, players, some players are just not going to play. Yeah. We'll it seems like it's going to be a pretty high percentage go, and it seems like most of the stars are going to go, considering right. those are the guys who were kind of on that initial meeting. Um, like, this is like a month ago now or something. Um, but yeah, I mean, is it going to be like it 90% of the guys, 80%? Like it's, there's going to be a significant chunk, not a huge, like not a debilitating chunk, but there'll be guys that don't go. Yeah. At what point is it like, this is a little bit like, it's going to take, it's going to water down the whole thing. Like what is it like when it's two, if it's two players, a team, let's say, mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's, I'm just hypothetical. If it's, if two players, a team say, I'm not doing it. I mean, at that point, is it like, okay, this is kind of 
this is gonna be weird. Like it's gonna it's gonna water down the yeah. entire thing. I guess it depends on what. Players yeah, it's gonna totally. I think depend on what players and what teams are really hurt. Like if half the Wizards decide to not show up, who cares? Right. Right, right, right. But if, like, Dwight, you know, and I know Dwight Howard is... Yeah, I mean, even Dwight Howard not showing up with, uh, yeah. that would be pretty big. I mean, he's, what, the starting center or backup center for the Lakers? Like, Yeah, and Avery Bradley. I mean, I'm, Avery Bradley hasn't said if he's not going or not, mm-hmm. but he's kind of been one of the leading voices, as you mentioned previously, with Kyrie for this group of players that are just, like, pushing back against the plan. Like, if the Lakers don't have Avery Bradley and Dwight Howard, or just one of those two players is, is not there... Mm-hmm. Um, that changes things. I mean, it, yeah. there's no way around it. So, I mean, it's going to be different. It's going to be interesting. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, it's it's. we still have a few weeks here before things start back up, but it looks it feels like it's, it's coming soon. Yeah. And the other thing, I, we, we, I mentioned it when we were talking about um, kind of the, how they had to change, like, maybe some of their, like, social justice-type policies – you know, the plan could always change. Like, they could get there and maybe magically, I mean, obviously this is not going to happen because this is not how science works, but the coronavirus disappears. And, like, then you change, right? Like, there, nothing is set in stone anymore in our life. No, because nothing, of the, it says it there. I mean, so, like, this is what, this is based on what we know right now. If things change, all of this is subject to change. Like, it could go, it could go the other way than where it's. It could, you know, you see the numbers kind of spiking a little bit in Florida and, and in the Orlando area, like if there's another, um, if it goes back to like where it was or even just close to what it was in March and April, like does it get even more restrictive? Like the yeah. rules, like, like you can't leave the bubble. Like, right. Not, if you leave the bubble, you are not coming back. Like, does it get to that point? Um, you know, again, like you said, it's going to be a day-to-day thing where these are the rules right now, but they could be different when, once everyone gets up there in Orlando based on, kind of what's going on around the state and the country. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is – we were talking about this before we started recording. Um, the Basically, the challenge of, like, as our country reopens, it is it right to put these NBA players in a as restrictive a situation as they've ever been? But then the other question is really, like, should we be opening up? Like, like you said, as, you know, cases are spiking all across the state in central Florida – um, you know, the positivity percentage I saw in Miami Dade is, is above 10 today, which is like outside what the range that you're supposed to be reopening at. So, like, it's a tricky situation where, like, you know, some guys are going to want more freedom there, obviously. Um, but at the same time, like, is the state giving people too much freedom, basically? Like, you know, are we are, are we reopening too quickly? And that'll be kind of, I think we'll have a better idea of that in the next week or so if we see if these cases still keep climbing. Um, But, yeah, I mean, it's always, you know, better to be safe than sorry, right? That's the cliche, but it's it's true in this situation where, you know, one outbreak could really disrupt things. I saw Texas football today. Um, It was reported they already have six players who have tested positive, 15 players currently in isolation. Like, it's fine now because you've got – two months before the season starts to, you know, get everything under control on campus. But if that happened at the start of the first round, it'd be chaos. Yeah, no, for sure. The bubble is the one way to kind of. And it was, like I said, it's what we kind of talked about from the beginning was that there was going to be some sort of bubble. Like I know, I know people are bored of coronavirus three months in and, and people are, um, and you know, there have been kind of the waves of it where sometimes it maybe looks like we're past it, but, you know, 
we are still, there's still a lot of cases out there. And I know most NBA players aren't in that uh, at-risk pool. But as we said, you know, coaches are, you never know what players kind of underlying health concerns they might not know about. Um, You know, there are guys who have obviously, you know, NBA players who might have asthma or, you know, a heart condition. Like there are guys, like you, you never, you never know. Yeah, ESPN, I think it was Brian Windhorst was watching yesterday, and he says that James Harden has asthma. And yeah. I think there's one other player he mentioned, I can't think of it, the name right now, but the one guy who stuck out was James Harden. Like, obviously, he's one of the best players in the league. He has asthma. I, he's technically at higher risk than most people mm-hmm. because of that. So, yeah, I mean, you just don't know. I mean, players are young, they're in shape, but um, it doesn't mean that they can't get seriously sick from the coronavirus. So, you have to be careful. And I think that's what the NBA is doing. I know, you know, I've talked to some people and they say, well, why couldn't they have just done the eight seeding games in Orlando in the bubble? And then once you get to the playoffs, you just do the games in, in empty or home arenas. Um, you block out a hotel basically in each of the cities that only MB- the NBA will basically use for the period of the playoffs or as long as they have to. So, you know, that hotel is kind of technically like a bubble. Yeah. Um, but it's just, there's a lot, there's a, there's a lot of cracks in that plan. The traveling, the people that work in the hotel, like, will they have to stay there when there's nobody in the hotel and the other team's playing in another city? Like, it's just, there's a lot there. Yeah. Um, I think this is the cleanest way, safest way to do it. There's obviously drawbacks, but I think the main thing is we want everyone to be safe. Yeah, it's going to be tough. It's going to be it's going to be an inconvenience for sure. But the number one thing is safety, and that's what the NBA has done. All right. Uh, anything else before we uh, wrap up here? We had a, I had a couple other topics written down, but it was kind of like this was a week where I knew we were just kind of one big thing to talk about. But there, I had a couple other topics written down. Um, anything on your mind? Uh, well, there was one as I was reading, I was going over the rules again. There's one funny, not funny, but just this kind of quirky detail in the manual. Basically, the league, their their thing, the league says we ask that players and team staff avoid spitting or clearing their nose on the court, wiping the ball with their. <laughs> licking their hands and unnecessarily touching their mouth guard during scrimmages and games. Like, and I get that. I get why they're doing that, obviously. But I mean, during like a heated playoff game, like good yeah. luck getting guys to follow all those rules. Like, and yeah, the other thing is I'm not an epidemiologist, obviously. Um, but like if guys are on the court together and someone's contagious, spreading. like it's going to spread. Although maybe not, because like you know, we saw when Rudy Gobert had it, it was not as clear, obviously did not spread as badly as I think a lot of people thought. Although who was it that was guarding him like the night before did end up getting it? I think. I think it was so. like a Pistons uh, big man. Uh, Sierra Wood maybe. Yeah, that's who it was. Yeah. Sierra Wood, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just it, a lot like the in-game stuff. Uh, Christian Wood, sorry, not Sierra Wood. I don't Christian, think. Yeah, Christian. Wood. I don't think Sierra Wood is in the league anymore. Right, Christian Wood. Right. Um, but yeah, like Kelly Olenek is known to lick his hands a lot. Yeah. You know, Jimmy Butler plays with his mouth guard a lot, especially before free throws. Like, those are two guys that come to mind. Udonis, if he's in the court, always playing with his mouth guard. Yeah. Like, what are they going to do to enforce that, right? I mean, it's just, yeah, just certain things like that they have to put in there, but. Yeah, I mean, it's notable it doesn't say, like, it's outlawed. They said they suggest, right? Like. <laughs> right. They suggest, right. And they are going to enforce the rules, like like the hotline and just if you report violations mm-hmm. to the league office, um, it says players could be disciplined with a warning, fine, suspension, or even removal from the bubble if it's like a repeated offense. So there's going to be punishment. Like it's going to be, it's almost looks, it feels like a, like a, 
like an episode of Survivor almost. <laughs> like yeah. Well, it's like, do you remember back at the start of uh, the coronavirus outbreak, there was the proposal, like um, the big three was going to do like a big brother yeah. crossover where they were going to put like 15 guys in a house together and play a big three tournament. First of all, I still want them to do that. That would be incredible. Yeah, no. um, that didn't happen. But, like, yeah, that's sort of what this is like, only this is, like, nicer. Like, they're not in, yeah. just in one house. They're, they have all of Disney World. Or not all of Disney World, but some of Disney World to be their playground. I think I stayed at the Yacht Club once, actually. Really? I think yeah. I stayed at the Floridian before. I either stayed at the Yacht Club or the Beach Club. I think they're, like, connected, though. So, I remember it had a cool pool. Like, there was sand in the pool. There was sand in the pool? Like, for... Like, yeah, yeah, like, they put the bottom of the pool as sand. So, it's like you're that's you're in the ocean. That's cool. Yeah. The Heath Hotel is fairly new. And I guess it's like okay. a bird, I don't know, because they did it by seeding and the top eight seeds are basically are in that hotel. Um, and it opened last summer. So Okay. Yeah, because I hadn't heard of that one actually. And I'm not a Disney yeah. expert, but I was talking to my girlfriend who's been a bunch of times. Um, like I mentioned that one and she had never heard of it. So yeah, that makes sense. It's new. Yeah, it opened I think it opened less than a I think last July, so less than a year ago. Yeah. Um yeah, Disney World. What's your favorite ride in Disney World or attraction? Do you have like a thing you like at Disney World? Um, I'm not a. Uh, I'm a very boring guy when it comes to rides. Okay. Or maybe in general, some people will say, but <laughs> I like roller coasters. So I will say, uh, uh, I like. I like. It's a small world. Is that embarrassing? That's embarrassing. It's like right? throwback, right? What? It's like throwback, right? Like, yeah, it just like it brings back like nostalgic memories for me. I also like the Haunted Mansion. There's something about the Haunted Mansion. The Haunted Mansion is pretty cool. For like if you go on that for the first time and you're like little, it's like mind blowing. Yeah. That's that's fun. I'm trying to, and and I and I know this is like a controversial take, but my favorite Disney park is Epcot. Epcot's cool. I mean it doesn't have the rides, right? Like the other places do. But see but, for me that's not a big deal. Right, exactly. But it's like the cool like it's fun. It's like a fake tour of the world. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, maybe it's like a Miami thing, but like, I feel like most people have gone up to Epcot with like those matching shirts and for a birthday and you like go there and you have food and drinks from around the different countries and it's just a fun experience. Like it's just, it's, I don't know, I, I enjoy it. It's, mm-hmm. it's my thing. I like um, Space Mountain. I like both mountains, Space and Splash. Um, and... Um, I, I like Hollywood Studios. The whole I know they have like Tower of Terror and um, with the Aerosmith ride, which are like probably two of the most popular ones. But I also like like I like the Muppet thing. You know what I'm talking about? Like Muppet yeah. stage play where uh, Swedish Chef like sh- has like a cannon or something that comes through the back. Yeah, I think I I, I like I, that one and um, the Great Movie Ride. Like I like all those kind of ones. And I guess there's a bunch of cool Star Wars stuff now that I haven't seen because I haven't been there in years. My my favorite ride is um, one last Disney thing is in Epcot. The, uh, have you take have you done the ride in the giant in the thing? Park? Yes. Yeah. I don't really it's remember what it was, but I do know I've been on it before. It's just so cold in there. You know, <laughs> like you go in there, it's a long ride. It's like twenty minutes. It's you basically go through like the development of technology, and like it takes you from like yes, yeah, yeah. Home and just it's just it's a it's a very delightful ride. For me, I, I enjoy it. All right. Uh, anything else? Um, no, I think that's it. I mean, this was a big week. Yeah. Like, you finally got to see what life is going to be like inside the bubble. Um, so, 
you know, once we, when we talk next week, like that's it, like everyone's going to have to be in their home market. Testing will have started. Um, team, some teams will be like a couple weeks away from leaving to, to the bubble. I know uh, you and I wrote a story, I think late last week that the Heat are planning to go July 9th. Um, and they're taking a bus, which is not surprising. I mean, it's only like three hour, three and a half hour drive away. Right. Um, but, but usually they fly to play the magic. Yeah. Like they fly everywhere. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't they? Right. But yeah, I yeah. guess with, with everything going on and just to be safer, like you just get on a bus and it's close. Uh, it makes sense. So the heat will be in Miami pretty much until July 9. The NBA is trying to stagger team arrivals, which start July 7. So the heat are going on the final day teams arrive. It's a three day period, July 7, July 9, mm-hmm. either July 9. So until then, um, they can't work out in a group, which is kind of, again, I, just a little surprising to me. Um, yeah. So individual workouts, uh, I guess, just continue now for the next two or three weeks. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it felt like kind of the one thing they maybe could have done was, like, let them do these training camps uh, remotely. But, again, like, it's all about just being as safe as possible. Yeah, yeah. All right, I think we can uh, wrap things up there. Um, and You can follow Anthony on Twitter at Anthony underscore Chang. He is following all these uh, protocols closely. He's giving you the heat angle on everything. Um have you gotten media like uh, I ran into Tim Reynolds, uh, our occasional guest on here, friend of the program, uh, in Homestead? He was covering the race for the AP. Um, he said he was kind of expecting the media protocols to kind of come out. Have you have you gotten any of that yet? No, I have not. But I did see the media. Some yeah, there was like a report last reports. week. Yeah, yeah, there was a, yeah, there was a report last week, and, the, and media is mentioned in the 113 pages mm-hmm. a, a few times. Um, and it looks like there will be certain media that will be allowed to be in the bubble. I don't know how much many media will be allowed to do that. Um, I think it's going to probably going to be pretty expensive. A lot of ESPN guys, I'm sure. Yeah. And you know, obviously if you're in the bubble, you get better access, you know? Yeah. Um, there's also going to be media that stay out outside of the bubble. Uh, and the access will be obviously more restricted, mm-hmm. but the de- specific details like that has not been sent yet. You know, we haven't received anything from the NBA yet. Yeah. So until that, I mean, it's hard to really say just because, yeah, we don't know the details. We know kind of know what the structure is going to look like, but we don't know what it all entails. Like, what are we going to get if we're outside the bubble? Yeah. Like, are we going to be able to talk to people face-to-face somehow, like from a distance, or are we going to have to do everything through Zoom even though we're in the same building? Like, yeah. All of it is just a possibility. It's all a possibility. So um, media is going to be allowed, it seems like, but there's – as expected, going to be a lot of rules that we'll have to follow. Yeah. Yeah, I'll say, like I said, I was in at Homestead. I, they did all the interviews. Even though we were all there, they did it via Zoom. So you didn't get, like, the national guys traveling. And obviously the NBA, it'll be different because the national guys will probably be the ones in the bubble. Um, but, you know, it it was worth it at least to see it, like, once, like, what the scene was like. Like, I was glad to just be out at a sporting event and kind of see what the world looks like now. <laughs> Um, what other people look like now yeah exactly yeah <laughs> um you can follow me on twitter at db wilson too if you are interested in what sports looks like in south florida um back here uh with with some fans in attendance you can check out uh our coverage of the homestead race uh J- jordan mcpherson and myself are both out there um other than that um yeah i'm helping out in dolphins this week because all of our dolphins guys are on vacation 
Um, but we'll be back next week, I guess. Maybe we'll have uh, I guess next time we record, we'll maybe know who is not going to be playing. Maybe we can even hold it off a day to, to talk about that next week. Yeah, um, yeah I mean... Because that's, that's the next step, it seems like, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, after informed teams by Wednesday. So, mm-hmm. yeah, the next time we speak, talk, I'm sure we'll know. I mean, uh, real quick, before we finish, you know, Bam... Oh, right, we didn't talk about this. Yeah, I mean, he, basically, he, he said, we're the Miami Heat, I don't think anybody's going to sit out. So, and that's pretty... That's in line with like what I've heard. I, I don't know if everyone is like a hundred percent committed yet, but it just it doesn't seem like the Heat are one of the teams that's received like a lot of pushback or guys threatening to boycott. Like that does that's not the case. So could one guy or two maybe say, ah, maybe it's not for me? Maybe. But it, it, it does seem like most of the core guys are indicated they want to play and they're gonna play. So um, but we'll we'll know for sure obviously next week when you know, the deadline when guys have to kind of notify their teams if, if they want to opt out. Yeah. I think it was just, what was it, Solomon Hill maybe, like kind of spoke in or tweeted in support of Kyrie. Um, you know, not to a way that like made it seem like he wasn't going to be playing, but he was kind of the one guy that, but he's coming back this week. And he's the one guy who's not back, but he is coming back this week, right? He is expected to be back this yeah. week. Yeah. So, so, so it um, seems like everyone's in. Like you wouldn't yeah, be back if you weren't in. Right, if if my you know obviously he could come back and say, look, I don't want to do it, but my thing is if like you're making the effort to fly, you know he's been in California. If you're making the effort to fly cross country to return to the team, like it shows something that you're at least thinking or at least uh, feel like you want to want to play, you know. But it doesn't mean for sure. I guess you know we'll we'll see the next week how things develop. I know a lot of guys too. So not a lot, but some guys were waiting on like this 113 page document right like, yeah to see like yeah we think we want to play but we kind of want to see what this is going to look like before we say one way or the other so um this gives them some clarity and now they have a week to decide what they want to do yeah all right uh let's finish up there then thanks as always for listening and uh we will talk to you guys next week <laughs>